What's up? Good morning. Hi, everybody. Happy Thursday. Donna and Steve here on My Talk 1071, Everything Entertainment. Woo! Had some coffee. Can you tell? Oh, man. <laughs> ah. I wanted to get a. Uh, I haven't had coffee in a long time. Celsius. Dang. Dang, man. I can get one during a commercial break. You know what? That's just chemicals. Don't be putting that in your yeah, body. I tried one for the first time over the weekend. Huh? What'd you think? Kind of had an aftertaste. Yeah, too. a little chemical yeah, yeah, yeah. There's always that top yeah. top notes of chemical, yeah. after notes of uh, chemical. <laughs> the first time I had it, I was like, oh, this is delicious. How's the coffee in the cafe, though? My guess is it's terrible. No, it's not. It's not. It's good. Now, what about they've got this coffee machine as I'm, well? I'm afraid of that thing. Where you just, it's, and they're mostly reasonable. It's like a buck fifty or something like that. Any coffee, you get a latte, you get a cappuccino. Yeah, I've used it a couple of times, and each time, it would stop filling my cup at like an eighth of an inch. Yeah, so that is that is more of like the espresso pour if you're not used to smaller doses. Oh, yeah. No, I wanted a latte. Oh, yeah. You didn't just want an espresso? Correct. Yeah, espresso. Your first time getting an espresso, you're, you look and you're like... Yeah, because it's supposed to be a little shot. It's just a tiny little yeah. shot. But yeah, like you want more liquid in there so that it lasts you longer. Even Thank if they you. dilute it with water. Like, what are we talking about? In Americano? Here's what I'll tell you. The early days of them having this coffee machine. So, guys, it's j- our own little version of just like this big rectangle. That it's a little vending-looking machine, just a little countertop one. But it was nice because then you don't have to choose just the carafe of coffee. And again, my assumption is it's terrible. I'm sure if we got Brian on the line, he would defend it to his dying day. He would. Um, he, he, he says the beans that they use in that thing are terrible. In the machine. Yes, he described the difference between the beans. And this is this is actually pretty good coffee. What kind of beans did he say they're using in that car? I don't remember. This was last year. Well, there was a thing when they first started the machine, there was a loophole. And if you pressed, what was it? Let's say it was latte. There, were, there, there was a drink on the machine that if you pressed it. It was free. It would not charge you. Every other drink, it would charge. It was a loophole. Are we in the wrong? I don't for know. capitalizing on the loophole? And or, not reporting it? Or is that not our responsibility? I mean, where is John Quinones when you need him? <laughs> what would you do? Uh, what that show hasn't been on in a while. We need to like get more of those. That's great. By the way, we're going to have a Travis Kelsey, Taylor Swift, um, Valentine's Day story. Okay. And I have a different take on it. Okay. Thanks for the warning. I ran some numbers. Yeah, it don't, sounds don't. okay. You were just about to totally ruin our story. And then I wasn't going we to say anything. anything about it other than, huh, Hey, so you were crunching some numbers. I'm a number cruncher. Who are you, uh, who are you going to lunch with? Nobody. Miss Hairdo? Whatever. Donna has got a, Queens, hear me when I say a beachy wave that will not apologize. <laughs> Looking fantastic. It Thanks, looks guys. great. And I mean, a couple days ago, maybe it was yesterday, yesterday, she walked in and she was like, I don't know what to do. She said, I don't know what to do with my hair. And I said, listen, I love you enough as a friend to tell you, this is not a great hair day for you. This is a tough situation that you're in. I asked Holly, I asked um, Alexis if they had a curling iron. Nobody had one. I don't know what happened to mine. I brought it to work one day. It's not in my car. It's not in my house. Donna was all disappointed because she got here. She was like, well, I was going to curl my hair during the show, but now... I don't know what I'm going to do. <laughs> I now didn't what? mean I didn't mean during the show. Tell it to the judge. I meant I got to go meet some people for lunch and I look like this. 
Women do the transformation thing while at work more or anywhere more than men. Anywhere. Like men commit to a low. It's like, all right, this is what I am today. Yep. But women at any desk in America, it's like, oh, I'm going to have 15 minutes between this meeting. I can do my eyes at that yep. point. Yep. I mean, we've all passed a woman who is running essentially a Sally Cosmetics store in her car as you pass her. Hi, nice to meet you. <laughs> I'm not proud of it. You're going to be the source of your own Bradshaw and Bryant commercial someday. <laughs> it's mostly during red lights. That's how you know? it starts. Or on the ramp where you got every other. And I'm like, watch out for that mascara wand. Just go. I, I know. That's why I carry Q-tips. Oh, even. No, but Holly doesn't want you to um, oh, jab poke your my eye. eye. Poke your yeah, eye oh, I, I thought you, you meant your, mess. No, face. I don't want you to poke your eye out. Thank yeah, you. When a guy comes up and you get in a fender bender, he hits you from behind. Oh, yeah. And you've got the eyeliner stick. Yeah. Yeah. Years ago, I was talking to an insurance agent after we were in a fender bender. We emu, were emu. Donna. All right. <laughs> and I remember the unfortunate phrasing. I'm in the Twin Cities live office, and the woman is asking me questions, questions. And she said, how is your pain? And all my coworkers hear me say is, oh, you know, I've just got that typical soreness that you have the day after getting rammed from behind. <laughs> They all proceed to lose it. I am trying to now be an adult on the phone dealing with an insurance representative. Everything is open for a 12-year-old boy's interpretation. Or evidently middle-aged. Uh, yeah. yeah. And it Office doesn't matter workers. who you are. We all we all have that 12-year-old within us. That's right. Um, anyway, but speaking of pain, how did your little massage go? Don't call it that. <laughs> My mom used to say, are some of your little friends coming over? And I remember around 10 or 11, I was like, Mom, they're not little. They're my friends. For me, they're full-size friends. I felt like she was belittling wow, my friends. Wow, that's really taking it to a Yeah, I'm probably taking that level. one too personally. I had hey, a, now you got uh, me uh, rubbing my elbow. I had a massage for uh, for my uh, uh, pickle elbow yesterday. Pickleball elbow. And it was, it was good. I had a great guy. His name was Tim at Lifetime. He was great. I thought you said Scott off the air. No, it's Tim. Tim all right, Bo. just all right. Sorry, I blew up. He's got a real just fact checking you, Donna. All you're right. wrong. <laughs> he has a well, real. You're really irritable today. You need some Celsius. I do need some Celsius. He has a very gentle, calming way of speaking, which I really enjoy. Aww. Also, I've been a member at that Lifetime location for five years, six years. Yep. I never knew that they had this whole spa oh. area behind. Yeah. The salon. I've only ever seen the very front of the salon. Yeah. And then we walked through and it was a whole new, the decor was totally different. It was quiet. There were blackout shades, soft lighting. I was like, what is going on here? He was great. He, he, he showed me things. I walked him through all my symptoms. The, the, I have a lot of pain on my elbow, like the bone elbow. Oh, wow. But he thinks that it's all coming from the stuff that just got over, uh, that I irritated. So you've it's it sources in your forearm. It can even run up to like your tricep a little bit. But then he said, don't worry about the elbow pain. We need to just get the forearm. We need to sort of release the tourniquet, he said, as it sure. were. You need to release <clears throat> that so the blood flow Rub gets there. Rub all that stuff out so it yes. gets moving. He was giving me all these things that I have to do. Maybe I'll have you stand on my forearm later. He said that's a um, a helpful a helpful thing. I I would be happy to. Okay. I'll step on both if you want. I would need... And your face. Your weight beforehand. <laughs> he said there. he was asking about the size I of mean, my yeah, wife. I'm not going to give you my weight. 
Donna, this is my body. And if I do, I'm going to lie about it. <laughs> Give it to me in in, in metrics or, or the the metric system. But he he said how how do you have a um a wife of is she a little bit smaller or bigger? And then once I said smaller, then he said, "Okay, here's something that she could try." That's a really personal question. He asked it in a very nice way, but he listen. If I was married to Bertha, he's not going to say go home and have her crush your freaking arm, and now you've got a break in your arm because I told you to have a heavy set person stand on your arm. And as for we a know, few they're minutes. all named Bertha. You tell me a skinny Bertha that you've met. <laughs> I've never met anyone with that name. Name Bertha. <laughs> and then there's a golf club called name, a Big though, huh? Bertha. But honestly, is there a name in your head that if I say a name out loud that you more immediately associate the person being obese than Bertha? Mm. Margie. Unbelievable. We, You know we have some of them listening. <laughs> you just lost them. Hey, why don't you listen to Don and Steve anymore? Donna name fat shamed me. <laughs> you started with Bertha. I just have a friend who used to call everybody that if they were like... Having extra helpings. She'd be like, okay, Marge, what's going on? A huge German. <laughs> this is why for Bertha, uh, uh, according to Reddit, a huge German cannon in World War One was named Big Bertha. Okay. Well, it's their fault. Had no special meaning except it was a German name Damn from the Germans. 19th century. Um, and went well with Big. Because of the alliteration. Okay. Yeah, they're probably on a lot of Berthas. I don't think we offended anybody this morning outside of Margie's. All right. We'll take a break. All right. Uh, All sorts of fun today. Throwback Thursday music trivia at 1130. College pop culture knowledge at 1030. And when we come back, things that make you go, huh? Next on Don and Steve. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Hi. Good morning. Welcome back. Donna and Steve on my talk 1071 everything entertainment. I can't believe it's Thursday already. Look, we're doing it again. We're saying it again. You always start it. I know. I feel like I'm the guy who says that the the, the years are going by fast, right. and you're the lady that says the weeks are going by fast. Well, it's cumulative, so I guess we're saying the same <laughs> the thing. The same thing. We have more in common than we think. I'm not, but I'm not saying, hey, everybody, we're closer to death today than we were yesterday. That's you. Is it true? Debbie Downer. I suppose. You suppose? What do you mean, you suppose? Don't be so weak-minded. Is it true? Are you closer to death today than yesterday? I guess so. That's still a weak answer. I don't know. I why why haven't you guys transcended mortality? I'll tell you how to do it. Oh, what? <laughs> this is a new segment oh. from Holly. <laughs> 
How to Live Forever. You uh, know, sign up for my seminar. I saw I a guy it. on TikTok the other day who's like, he's doing something. I think I saw two things. A guy who's trying to live until 120. Okay. But another person who is trying to live to 200. Okay. And right. they're adopting. I stopped reading after that headline. Okay. But interesting, huh? Very. You know, I was with some friends yesterday. Weirdly. Okay. One of them posed the question. You get to choose at what age you die. What's it going to be? And I'm like, ew, don't do that. Oh, it's a great question. And by the way, I ran into um, a, a listener yesterday. I think her name was Stephanie. Hey, Steph. And she said, we would like to know what is in Donna's death book. Oh, your death oh, thank prep you book? for asking. But she means more like, are you jotting things down? No, I'm actually just providing information for my family in a binder. So She wants to see the binder. How dare you? She just wants to know what's in there. Boundaries, lady. Typical Stephanie, right? Right? Steph. No, um, it's just stuff, you know, like banking information. Here's my financial advisor's phone number and name. And here's where... Um, here's my utility bill. Here's my insurance information. Here's who's, who's your main beneficiary if you die? There's no main. Okay. Wow, you're really asking personal questions. I'm just trying to get to know you. Can um, we do this off the air? I prefer we not. Okay. I kind of like my own space when we're off the air. Wait, I, uh, <laughs> oh, so what, what did you answer the, the, the question? Of well, I was like, like well, what's, I asked back, I said, well, when would you? And he's like, I asked you first. And I go, one person said 100. I go, not 100. I go, how about 90? 90's better. Yeah, you know, I, I had a similar thing the other couple weeks ago. Oh, a really? guy said, on three, what oh. age do you want to die? No, they did? Yeah, and then we went one, two, three. I said 74. <laughs> I panicked. And wow, he said young. 84. That's young. That's, That's young. Really I know. young these days. I know. But 100 feels like your final decade is more than likely to be not feeling super free. You know, you're probably at at a fall risk. The chances of you having an illness is much higher. Right. Yeah, 100. I don't know. I used to look at the Smucker's Jar people. And when Willard Scott would do his bit on the Today Show and think, wow, that's so awesome. Look at them. They're 102. That's incredible. Cool. Especially if you're in. I I am tired. You go, Flossie Dickie. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, uh, are you ready? I think I am. Kick it. Hi, everybody. Steve Steve Patterson. I would like to throw this out to you. There is a candy that, according to the Internet, technically says they're sugar-free because in each individual serving, it's only 0.5 grams of sugar. What candy slash breath mint do you think I'm talking about? I was going to say Skittles, but now you said breath mint. I would say it makes for much better candy than it does a breath mint. You're right. Holly, do you have an answer? Well, what's your answer? I, she just said I'm right, uh, and she doesn't even know what candy I'm talking about. What? Nothing. It's fine. How about, Steve? Yes? Orange Tic Tacs. I like that. 
Those are the best. Mm-hmm. Holly, I am on a picture of an orange Tic Tac right now because Tic Tac yeah! is the right answer. Yeah, good job. Tic-tac oh, that's why they the call right it the answer. one and a half calorie breath mint. Yes. That used to be their slogan. Okay, and it's 0.5 grams of sugar. So technically per serving, it's sugar-free, but... If you're like me, when you eat Tic Tacs, you eat the whole container. Correct. There's probably, what, 50 of them in there? So yeah. it's like 25 grams of sugar in my sugar-free Tic Tacs. Yeah. Yeah. 45. TV. I'm not going to read that one. Okay. Are you going to do this weird thing again with the weird pauses? Fine, in between? I won't. Male elephants can control their genitalia in the same way that they can control their trunks. So they can use it to swat flies. Oh, my God. (laughs) What? What? Like a horse would its tail, right? You know how they like sort of do that? They brush off their flies. (laughs) That's why I was Imagine if dudes could do that. Donna. Bill crawls out of the dumpster. Don't encourage people. Yeah. He's swatting the flies. Isn't that pretty much what happened in Saltburn? Basically, yeah, okay. kind of. Yeah. I mean, these look. I just googled. These things are like dragging on the floor. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've never seen one. We oh. we've only looked at horse ones. Oh, well, <laughs> why don't you take a look at an elephant? Okay. I don't want to. Oh my word! I do love elephants. Oh my word! <laughs> are those always? It's like a fifth leg out. Uh, I don't know. No. No. Because no. That, they wouldn't be at the circus if those no. were always out. No. Oh my! That's like walking gosh. with a cane, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like a tripod. What is it? What? Oh my word! Well, that's Holy very God. resourceful because there are a lot of bugs out in the wild. Among my top animals, I wouldn't want to be elephant horses. Oh, they're up there because their inability to get flies off of their face Poor is crazy. Things. As beautiful and majestic as they are. They can, like, shake their heads and do the, like... But tell me the last time you looked at a horse and you didn't have a fly somewhere on Same as a cow. Cows always have flies on them. Yeah, now all they can do is aggressively blink. Also, you can walk a cow upstairs. You cannot walk them downstairs because of uh, a limitation in their knees. So if you take them upstairs in your home, that's where they die. Oh, okay, thanks for the tip. Yeah. For those of you who are bringing home your new cow (laughs) to the condo. (laughs) Let's take a break. All right, we'll come right back. All right, this would be a good time for me to tell you about my buddies over at Bradshaw and Bryant Law Firm and how social media posts can be used against you in a personal injury case. Never even thought of this, actually. It's probably the last thing you'd be thinking about, too, after an accident. Because these days it's just normal to post about things that happen to you, whether they're good, whether they're bad. But the thing is that I learned from Mike Bryant of Bradshaw and Bryant, insurance adjusters are going to use anything they can to keep you from getting what you truly deserve. They're going to, you know, underestimate what you deserve. And here's the part about social media. Your post can be twisted it could be taken out of context and that is going to include your words it's going to include pictures that you post you've only got one shot at winning that injury claim so be really careful with your post and if you have been in an accident that results in injury don't wait schedule a free consultation with mike bryant of bradshaw and bryant you'll find him at minnesotapersonalinjury.com hey good morning everyone i don't have a problem just laughing thought it was just 
reading up on what other people thought about a show that she started, just to try to, I guess, figure out, are you off base on your take on it? But Donna is like head buried in the computer for the whole commercial break. And then right as we come back, she just comes up for air and just says, and full face squint too, full face squint. Like she's looking for something under the couch and then just, yeah, I don't know. That was, that was it. I, just, yeah, I don't even I don't know, know the words that came out. Just, I don't know what to think of this show I started. Holly, I, I, if you're not already watching it, I think this is something you'd be interested in. Um, the new look on Apple Oh, about Us. Balenciaga uh, and Chanel and Chanel and Dior, uh-huh. and it's it's going to places I was not prepared to go. I see. So we are in <laughs> we are, we are in Paris, yes. and it's um post war, right? Post World okay. War Two. Yeah. The new look, hence Christian Dior's right outfit, big skirts, right. Beautiful, oh, okay, beautiful. Okay. The fashion yeah, is uh-huh. fantastic. It's very dark. Yeah. Um, I just found, like, I was doing a lot of Googling during the show. I had no idea about um, Coco uh, oh. Chanel. I had no idea about her connection to the Nazis. Oh, yeah. No idea. Mm-hmm. Oh. How is she not canceled? Well, she's dead. There is that, but her brand lives on. Well, you know, I, she was probably living in a different time when there were different societal norms and repercussions. Okay. All right. What I'll do you mean that. she was uh, a, a, a sympathizer? Or... No, I feel like the way they're presenting the story is that she kind of... Okay, so the Nazis are in Paris right now during this first two episodes and you know they're scary (laughs) and she's a designer and they want like these designers to design for their wives to go to these balls yeah and they don't want to be a part of this but they kind of get sucked into it because they don't want to get killed you know they want to stay on the good side of the bad guys it's just it's yeah. It's crazy. She wasn't doing good things. And and then. she almost was doing it out of fear. However, she was having an affair with a Nazi. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just I I had no idea of any of this. Any of it. Interesting. Um, this is um Juliet, what's her name? Benoche. Benoche. We've got, um, is it Ben Mendelsohn from Bloodline playing Christian Dior? I had no idea about his sister either. I don't want to, I don't want to give any spoilers away, but there's some, there's some stuff in there that was very surprising to me. I'm probably going to continue to watch for the same reason that I watch true crime. It's, I, I think it's well done. It's beautiful. Um, the casting is really good. Maisie uh, from Game of Thrones. William. Yep, she's in it as well. Plays Dior's sister. Really interesting show. Well, let me read a paragraph to you about Coco Chanel. Okay. That this is based on history, so this can't count as a spoiler. It's like we can't spoil the crown. Correct. That kind of thing. Okay. Here's what the BBC writes about it. Just, and this might color it a little bit differently. And I think there is something too that is, um, you know, it is easier for us 
we who have not lived through any particular time in history, right. obviously it's easier for us to Monday morning quarterback yeah, things and the, the, the humanness of being there in the moment if things are motivated by fear, right. if things are motivated by attraction, all that kind of stuff. It, it's sort of interesting, but let me read the paragraph that they write because it says a few different things. Coco Chanel's reality is murky in its details and the subject of uh, vastly different interpretations even now. It is well known that she had a long affair with a Nazi agent, Hans Gunther von Dinklage, hello, known mm. as Spatz. Mm-hmm. He and other Nazi contacts helped get her beloved nephew, Andre, a member of the French army, released from a German prison camp. So already there, you could see how a, how a person mm-hmm. could Family member. make some um, compromises in a situation to get a family member released or saved right. again, you know, something yep. like that. Yep. Um, but then they go on to say, uh, there's no doubt that she was involved in Operation Model Hut or Model Hat. This was a ludicrous scheme, the BBC writes, in which a rogue Nazi general enlisted Coco Chanel to travel to neutral Madrid mm-hmm. in the hopes of getting a message to her old friend Winston Churchill, right. suggesting that they negotiate an end to the war blithely ignoring Hitler. Yeah. So now reviews of the show, I will say are saying that, you know, I think if you're reading from the same thing that I'm reading, Uh you know, lots of people in their reviews are not giving the show, the new look good reviews because they're saying that it quote soft pedals Chanel's work for the Nazis, meaning they are not going into actual details about how deep it really was. They're glossing okay, over. So yeah, and they're glossing over. Women in the shallow yeah, end of the pool on this. Exactly. Looking at several reviews, one from The Guardian, one from RogerEbert.com, which are saying as such. Got it. See, and that's the problem with shows like this, because it's easier for the general public to digest this information as truth because of the way it's presented. And that's why I always have like my phone or my computer nearby when I'm watching something historical. Cause I'm like, wait, what? Get out of here. It's really fascinating. But you know, a lot of this World War II stuff is so difficult to watch. For sure. It is like so disturbing where I'm like, I don't know about this show. This is like, I can't believe that evil existed. On, on this s- level, on such a large scale. Yes. Uh, in that BBC article, by the way, it also goes down to say that there is a um, from a book called "Sleeping with the Enemy: Coco Chanel's Secret War." Rhonda Gerlich, one of the most careful and astute of Chanel biographers, concludes uh, in Mademoiselle Coco Chanel in the Pulse of History, another thing from 2014, that she probably believed in the Nazi cause and was also motivated by expedience, self-interest, and anti-Semitism. She says patriotism had always meant less to her than power. Never did she acknowledge the implications of having tried to invoke the heinous Nazi Aryanization laws against her own business partners. Right. So Right. Because she's got these business partners who she's um, getting help from the Nazis to get her business back. They kind of took over her business, you know, and yeah, it's just... Uh, there's just a lot of information to take and in. And you were thinking, I'm getting into a period fashion, piece yeah. that highlights fashion. Yes. I was like, oh my God, this is going to be great. This is like the Devil Wears Prada set in the 1930s, <laughs> yes. 40s. Okay. I, and I probably would have thought the same thing.
Yeah, I thought it was going to be just fun and beautiful. I had no idea. You know how you just blindly go to a movie? Well, yeah, you look at a trailer and you're like, oh, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to check it out. Yes, and then you put it on and you're like, whoa, this is nothing what I expected. Yeah. yeah kind yeah. of felt that way with Maestro. Sure. When I watched that, which I liked, but it wasn't what I expected. Holly, do you think you will watch this? Uh, I don't have Apple TV Plus. Dang it. Uh, I know. Well, I mean, I think I know how to sign up for it. Uh, <laughs> but I probably won't be watching the new look just based on reviews. Okay. You know, I'd rather just read about it, I think. Yeah. If, if, if read about that time. That being said, I get it. I love the fashion. Right. Love the clothes. Yes. Love the way it looks. It it's, uh, looks like a beautifully shot fi- uh, television show. Yeah. And it's well acted. It's just the meat of it is what I'm like. Did that really happen? Is that true? Um, and you could read also about um, Christian Dior's sister and like crazy stuff going on there that I won't again spoil, even though it's history. Sure, yeah, and known, but yeah, it's really interesting. So, meanwhile, I watched episode one of the new season of Curb Your Enthusiasm. Oh, what'd you think? Of a decidedly different one. tone. Um, I can't remember the, what it was it's about. The, Same. You know why? Because they're all sort of this. Same, and I say that mostly in a complimentary way. Um, I would like to offer an acting note to Larry David, if I may. If I may have the floor, if Larry's I listening. I think of Larry David as an actor. He's you know, not really an actor. He's just... He's just... He does... Saying words. You know? Yell a lot. Yeah, he, 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 does. Does, he goes for just the, the, the big... Especially in this episode, there were just a lot of big choices that yeah. he made. And I get it. That's that's everybody likes a Larry Larry David yelling yep. moment. Yep. Susie also is a big yeller on that show. Yes. <laughs> um <laughs> but yeah, and that that's Jeff Garland's wife, right? In, yes. the, in the show, yeah. Yep. Um yeah, it's fun watching them bicker just how much they despise each other at the root of it all. But yeah, it was uh it was good. It was pretty. Yeah, pretty pretty pretty, pretty, pretty good. good. Yeah. All right. I usually only ever watch it on planes. It's my airplane show. Yeah, that's a good one. That is a good one for planes, for sure. Yeah, it is a good airplane show. But then you feel stupid when you laugh out loud and you're like... Yeah, Yeah, the the solo laugher is always a weird thing on a plane. Yep. Anyway, thank you for listening. Uh, Oh, wait. Oh, we're going to do this next, actually. All right. You want to talk about Travis? Travis, Kelsey. I've been crunching numbers all morning. Okay. People are calling me the number cruncher I know, I was wondering why you had your adding machine. Yeah. That's crazy. Um, so numbers have been crunched. We're going to talk about Travis Kelsey and what he did for his girlfriend, Taylor Swift, for Valentine's Day. Oh, and then Beyonce's mom defending Beyonce for her jump to country. Okay. With a little bit of their own biographical history that they've lived. So we'll tell you about that when we come back. Donna, Steve, my talk. Oh hey, my guys. God, welcome back. God, Donna and Steve on my talk 107.1. Where talk is fun. You know, Steve. Oh, oh. This is my papers that I've been crunching numbers. I noticed on this you writing stuff down, and I've never seen you with a pen in your hand, but once a week. <gasps> yeah, only for uh, for one of our games, cover story. That's right. So yeah, I have a pen. Okay. I have a paper. Yep. And I slash through some things, and I think I have a number that is interesting. All right. Please wait for this. Hey, if you see something, say something. Oh, that is catchy, huh? Time for If You See Something, Say Something with Donna and Steve. If you see something, say something. Come on and party tonight. 
Um, why don't you tell people the, 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 the Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift, the meat of the story. And then the I meat of the story. Here's the headline. Travis Kelsey spent $16,000 on Taylor Swift for Valentine's Day. Would you like me to break down or would you want me just to tell you all the things that yeah. he gave her? Yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, Let's itemize this for tax purposes. You want the number? Yeah. Seven grand on roses. One thousand fifty on a black leather Dior beret, uh, a fifty one hundred dollar emerald uh, Bottega Veneta medium Andiamo bag. Whoa! I don't know what that is. A one thousand one hundred dollar wide brimmed straw hat from Celine Triomphe. Hmm. Mm. I'm just making up how you pronounce this. I don't even know how to pronounce this artist's name. Is it Erme? Erme. Erme. Can you spell it, please? H e r m e s. Hermes. Hermes. Yeah, an Hermes. That like Hermes. Big, yeah. A scarf oh. for thirteen hundred dollars. Take that, Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah. You- <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah, and of course he arrived in Sydney yesterday on a private jet <clears throat> to join her on her tour. Boy, the carbon footprint king and queen of the world. No kidding. $7,000. What were these? How many roses? It doesn't say. Were they the kind that die in a week? Of course. Mm. I crunch numbers, friends. All right. I'm going to double check those and how many roses she got. All right. What'd you come up with? I think I like math when it becomes a little bit more relatable for the rest of us. So you hear Travis Kelsey dropped sixteen thousand mm-hmm. dollars just on Valentine's Day gifts. Mm-hmm. Travis Kelsey made eleven million two hundred fifty thousand dollars last year. Eleven point two five million. Pretty good. So let's do the math here. Let's make okay. it more us. If we made one hundred and twelve thousand five hundred dollars a year, so I just took a couple zeros off of what he makes. Yep. Okay. Okay. That would be the equivalent if you had a hundred and twelve thousand dollars salary, spending a hundred and sixty dollars on your date. I see. Okay. Or if you mm-hmm. chop that number in half and got closer to like the median salary, which I think is around sixty thousand, but let's chop a hundred and twelve and a half, we go to fifty six. Okay. Um, then that comes out to eighty bucks. Okay. Dinner. Sure. So for, for, for many of us that's just like, oh, he took her to dinner. And, and a movie. Well, <laughs> yeah, yeah. They got some southwestern egg rolls and yeah, went to the matinee. Yum. And the takeaway. I'd like I... to think they got potato skins. Why can't you do both? Let's do both. Because southwestern egg rolls in that sauce. What is that sauce? That like a sauce. Cilantro lime sauce. Yes, yes, queen. Oh my gosh! I wish I had one of those right now. Huh. I got to tell you about something good I ate yesterday, but oh, I can't wait. Um, but that I think more than anything, it just makes me realize yet again how rich rich people are. That if you're making eleven million dollars a year, spending sixteen thousand dollars in any given day is like if you're making over a hundred grand, spending one hundred and sixty bucks. That's half of a trip to Costco. Yeah, you're right. I can't All right, thank you for, for putting it in perspective. By the way, the flowers that he gave her, um, they were, let's see, they're, 
Venus at Fleur, round grandiose arrangement. Oh, there are a crap ton of them. Twenty one ninety nine. Two thousand one hundred ninety nine. Correct. Okay, <laughs> that R twenty one ninety nine, featuring two hundred and fifty five of their signature long lasting eternity roses displayed oh. in a Parisian inspired hat box. How long do they last? They last a lot. They require very little maintenance. But they're perfect for people who are constantly traveling but still want to come home to fresh, you know, the scent of fresh flowers. Um, Oh, the eternal roses, which are $3,090, are carved from crystal and gilded in 24 karat gold. Oh, what? Um, Wow. He wasn't doing this on his own. He probably has an assistant and was like, can you help me figure out what to get? Yeah, he's probably not Mm -hmm. on Amazon for rich people late at night. Right. Saying, where can I find a $1,000 beret? Hey, do yourself a favor. (laughs) And the only place you should find a beret is in the bottom of a garbage can. What? You have. I'm sorry. You have. Just insulted the entire country of France and part of Italy and all of the Prince fans in town. I'm sorry. I I like Prince the beret. beret. I think nobody's saying about one. Oh yeah, mm. raspberry. Yep. But Monica ruined the beret for everybody because then the beret was innocently injected into scandal. And it felt like a prop. It feels like it's not a bad point. If someone walks in in a beret, you're like, okay, costume person, where are you going? What's the (laughs) themed party? Because you're not just running out. Maybe you are. Maybe you're having a bad hair day. Maybe you're having flat hair like I was yesterday. I would love to have a beret at my fingertips. Mm -hmm. Just slap that on and you're like, okay, at least my my face looks okay. It Mm -hmm. is a big jump to go from a non-hat person to a hat person. Because the first day you will feel like you just walked out of Party City. You know, it's funny you say that. We were talking about a friend of mine who I love and adore and... So I was with these friends yesterday and she goes, you know what I love about so-and-so? Her clothes. And I go, oh, yeah, she's awesome. She's fearless. Mm. This person would show up to work in anything, anything. Uh, what do you call those? Um, not a caftan. I guess a caftan. Kind of like a muumuu? Whatever. Yeah. Whatever she wants. Okay. But she rocks it with confidence. Yes. That's the key. Oh, love yes. a caftan. Oh. Yeah. All right. Flowy. Oh, pockets. Yeah. So great. Anyway. Oh, my mom texts me right now and says, Steve, do you remember when dad bought me a beret in Paris? <gasps> and when we came home, the scandal started. So I <laughs> so I stopped wearing it. Oh, I think I wow. do. I think that was a blue, a royal blue beret, mom. Tell me if I'm right on that. Um, oh, she should yeah. put it like in one of those shadow boxes. <laughs> <laughs> and just put it on a shelf and just be like, remember, we'll always have Paris. Wardrobe I lost due to scandal. That's and so you can unfair. Have a, a bunch of them. You know, I just, I also just want to say, I don't think that the beret is a good looking hat. But like, for instance, I, okay, my, my wife, I'm married. I haven't mentioned that before on air, but I'm married. <laughs> and my wife looks good in a hat, but has no hats, but one, maybe one sun hat. But she could be the kind of person who wears a variety of fancy big brim lady hats. Yep, yep, because she's got good hair. Long hair yep. coming down. She could really rock it. Yep. But I don't think she ever will, despite people in her life saying, oh, that hat looks great on you. Oh, you should wear hats more. Yeah. Because then she becomes hat person. She recently started wearing baseball caps around, 
And maybe it doesn't help because oh. every time I see her in a baseball hat, I'm like, okay, hat lady. And you're doing hats now, huh? It, they look good. I always keep a hat in my car just in case of a bad hair day. But sometimes the hat you choose doesn't go with the outfit you're wearing. If you keep the hat in the car just in case of a bad hair day, I'm surprised they haven't seen you in a hat more often. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Well, you know, you can't, it's like layering, you know, you yeah. come in here, you got a hat on, then you got headphones. It's yeah. just, it's a lot of stuff to put on your head. I said, I was thinking about growing my hair out. So, and you were like, yeah, you should grow it out. Yeah. But then I said, my hair grows out, not down. It goes like, think of Krusty the Clown. Okay. You know how it goes horizontal first sure. before gravity eventually weighs itself down? That's what but product is for. Maybe. And I did, you know, I saw a guy the other day who said he was training his hair Wearing a hairband to train his hair to go back because mm-hmm. so, he was growing up pretty long. I have but, a nephew who did that, and he would wear the headbands, and then eventually it just fell like really beautifully. I haven't had her cut the top of my hair the last two haircuts. What is she cutting? The sides of my hair. Oh, just experimenting. You know, growing out short hair builds a lot of character, Steve. You think so? Yeah, I grew out a pixie cut. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. I had one of those too. I've had really short Holly, hair before. Holly, do you have picture of you with Pixie? Yeah, I'll show it to you in the break. It's Wonderful. on my badge. Oh, really? this establishment. Oh. oh, yeah, I remember when you had, like, shorter hair. That's because yeah, like, when, when we get our ID Bob. photos, your first day of employment here is the only photo that is ever taken of you. And, guys, In 20 years, yeah. We have... I mean, people who reported live during the Revolutionary War working in our newsroom downstairs. <laughs> these yeah, people. They didn't take off their uh, tri-tip yeah. tri hat. That's right. It was still on. <laughs> oh yeah, it's out God. of frame. So it's, it's a real time capsule. Um, anyway, with that, Holly Roberts works the morning show every morning on Jason and Alexis. And she does our one for us. And we appreciate that. Thank you, Holly. Hey, putting on my hat. Bye. Uh, Bye. Mike Dementia oh, is coming in next. <laughs> he has got a dirt alert. I'm going to give you that Beyonce's mom story, too. How she's defending her daughter. Okay. I'm going to do it. We're going to do it. Do it. Everybody's doing it. She do. Hey, friends. It's Steve. You know, the season is changing, and now is the time to begin planning your winter adventures here in Minnesota. From dog sledding across a frozen lake to dining in an igloo, winter can be magical in Minnesota. So start planning your winter getaway and visit one of the world's largest malls or catch a touring Broadway production. Get your free monthly travel e-newsletter and start planning your dream trip or browse through endless events and activities happening throughout the entire state by visiting ExploreMinnesota.com.